Welcome, everyone, to the Ottawa Business Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Pagioni. Here on the show, we bring you interviews with business owners, executives, and key players operating in and around the Ottawa, Ontario, Canada region. We grab their insights on business, marketing, leadership, and motivation. We hope you'll tune in. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ottawa Business Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Pagioni. Joining me today on the show, we're going to have Rhonda Moffat. Rhonda is a Reiki master. She is an author. She is a college professor, and she is also a business owner of the Energy Institute. We're going to be getting Rhonda's insights into Feng Shui, the Eastern Disciplines, We're also going to be getting her insights into being an author and the insights that she has for those business owners out there that are looking to grow their business in 2021. You're going to want to tune into this. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ottawa Business Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Pagioni. Joining me today on the show, we have a really special guest here today. Joining us today, we have Rhonda Moffat. She is a Reiki master. She is an author, and she is a business owner for the past six years of the Energy Institute. Rhonda, welcome to the show. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. Uh, Rhonda and I met last year uh, for the first time back in the fall. She was a visitor of our local uh, BNI Manatic chapter. And uh, we've connected. We've had a couple of conversations since, and it's been uh, it's been quite intriguing. And I've invited her here on the on the show. I think she can provide some tremendous wisdom and insights uh, to those individuals out there in uh, in the audience. Rhonda, what we typically do um, on the show here is we sort of bring the audience through sort of uh, the guests' background, sort of back to their roots. Maybe we could start at that point with yourself where where were where were you born Rhonda I was born here in Ottawa I was born at the Grace Hospital out on Parkdale Avenue oh wow which is no longer here which is no longer I've been here that long that the hospital I was born in is no longer here <laughs> yeah it's amazing and that whole area has totally changed as uh changed as well I think there was an A&W or something across the street I'm told at that time okay <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. And then where, where did, which end of town did you grow up in? I grew up in Ottawa East. Okay. Okay. And, and at, at an early age, um, doing some reading on, uh, on your book, you, you were adopted at, at a young age. Is that correct? Yeah. Six months old. I mean, I don't remember a lot of it. I'm, okay. All, you know, people have told me, but yes, yeah, six months. <laughs> okay. Okay. What, what did, do you recall? Any, I guess it's t- tough to say, do you recall any of it or? Well, no, but I, I mean, the, yeah. as the story goes, yes. um, I, you know, people say, oh, when you're adopted, your parents choose you, or there's some process that takes place in these things. And uh, from what I was told, I chose my parents. So everything turned out okay in the end, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, that that is that is very interesting. Did you ever find your 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 real parents? I did. Yeah. Okay, what was that like? Um, it's an interesting thing, I'll tell you. So, so my I, I was conceived in Vancouver, and then came my birth mother came here to have me at what was the Salvation Army Grace Hospital at the time. Okay. And what? You don't understand when I hear things like, oh, things are hereditary or there's this medical issue or that medical issue. It becomes increasingly clear when you're with the par- your parents, your parents are the people that raise you. And then you meet the people that, you know, that you are a product of yeah. what you inherit and what you learn, what you get from your environment and who you become in a different environment. Um, okay. You know, everything from the sound of my voice to hand mannerisms is inherited, but who I am is a result of the parents who, who raised me, my mom and okay. dad. Okay. 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 Yeah. Very, that's very well said. And so did you, you obviously recognize that. Did you recognize that in your mom or did you have some of those similarities? Well, if you ask my birth mother, um, she'll say, I look like my birth father. If you ask my birth father, he says, I look like my birth mother. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm a blend of both. Okay. Okay. And how, how, how old were you when you, when you connected? Mm, I think I was 18 or 19. There was an article that ran in the citizen newspaper that said something along the lines of if you were born between, you know, year X and year Y, we're yeah. going to archive your records. And if you want unidentifiable disclosure, you know, write this, this address or whatever it was. Right. Okay. And uh, unbeknownst to me, my birth mother had put a notice into children's aid, I guess, child services. I don't know what it was for child find. So when okay. I wrote for unidentifiable disclosure, I wasn't old enough to get the identifiable disclosure, but they did send me a slip for parent find because the other one was already in the file. Okay. And when I became of age, went through the whole process and then my birth mother kept in contact with my birth father over the years. So when I met one, I met both. Oh, I see. Yeah, it was good. What was it here in Ottawa or were they still in Vancouver? They are still in, one is in Victoria, one is in Vancouver. Okay. They came here to meet me. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. What, what age did you find out? Well, I always knew. I mean, the standing joke was I thought I came from the Humane Society because that's where our <laughs> pets came from, right? Children's Aid Society, Humane Society, you're six. What do you know? And they used to say, oh, yes, you were the cutest one there. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I always knew. So there were curiosities, right? Okay. 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 And as you're as so as as you're growing up, Rhonda, what what is the what is the family makeup? Did you have other siblings? I do. I have an older brother. Okay. And a mom and a dad. Okay. Well, all, everything that you would expect that to be. <laughs> yeah. 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 And what, what, what were your early interests as a, uh, as a child, let's say? Um, well, you know, early interest really in wellness, cosmetology. You know, they used to have Barbie dolls where you could do the hair or do the makeup. Um, okay. The game operation, those types of things. Oh, gee, yeah. You know, I don't know, just some fascination. I think color or fixing something, like making it better somehow, some way. Just fascinated for whatever reason. Okay. Okay. Did you did you have early role models at all, or? 
Well, like anybody else, right? You have parents and teachers. My parents, honestly, my parents are special, special people. They are fantastic individuals. Um, and hugely, hugely positive influence in my life and my brother as well. Um, okay. A couple of fantastic and outstanding teachers. Oh, excellent. So I'm not uh, brilliant in math. My brother is a mechanical engineer, so he gets the math brilliance. Um, <laughs> but I had a brilliant math teacher that has stuck with me to this day. I had a brilliant English teacher that sticks with me to this day. Oh, very um, nice. And, you know, those are the people that, that you like to think come along with you. And I, you know, I have a great um, fondness for Queen Elizabeth. I just think that in the face oh, of everything nice. she does, I think she's a lovely queen. <laughs> Yeah, so I that don't was. Know that I could ever be like her per se, but you know, yeah. you had to be out and do things and you know, rule a commonwealth and be of the people. She too has family that goes out and does things that just kind of make your head shake. And she handles yeah. very, very well, right? Well, and I got to say, I got I was pretty struck by the picture uh, of her sitting alone at the funeral. That was quite. It was quite striking, you know, after all those years there, and, you know, but she, you just think, you know, I don't know if it goes through your head, but anything in those industries, right, where you're out in front of people and the media gets a hold of what those things are in your hours where you're your most raw and your most vulnerable. Yeah. Right. And you're out there and people are treating you as the product or, you know, human interest or whatever those things are that resonate with people. And she was just so lovely and so grateful and what must have been such a low and, and difficult hour for her Yeah, and yeah. to do it on her own, in her own mm-hmm. space, in a house of worship with all of the cameras and all of the pageantry and all, like, just protocol, like what a tough, tough thing and what a truly lovely and elegant um, lady mm-hmm. to do it in the way she did it, you know? Mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah, who, who well wouldn't said. sign up to have grace like that <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah yeah well said yeah <laughs> yeah well said yeah no well said yeah well said what 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 would you characterize your high school like were you uh you know taking us back were you like were you the jock the bo- i always say these people the jock the bookworm the party animal the the head boy that but where does Rhonda fit into the mix i don't know i was a student were you more um, quiet were you more outgoing were well i listen i'm an extrovert (laughs) you're you'll listen to this podcast for the first two minutes and understand that you know that that is true of me Um, i went to three different high schools okay um i transferred out of my first high school because it didn't offer dramatic arts so the second high school i went to was dramatic arts and again coming back to my early interests in cosmetology yeah. Uh, there was a high school in town where you could take those credits as art credits towards your diploma. So when I graduated high school, I actually um, had my credentials in, I think, hairdressing, barbering, cosmetology, and I oh, had wow. a diploma. And then I went on to post-secondary. Right? Oh, interesting. So it wasn't just, here's your grade 12, good luck to you, figure it out. I wanted to do things. What does, what does Rhonda do following high school then? You've got that, you've got some of those, those diplomas and backgrounds where where did you head off to next i went to algonquin okay not Excellent. particularly because i wanted to but because i was Excellent. told to <laughs> oh it's a great school that is that is i am i am a very proud alumni of the school very good school yeah. 
Very I good school. I still teach there. I'm uh, on their okay. advisory board in their business faculty. Um, I oh, have excellent. a great love of Algonquin, but you know, of course, what do you when you graduate high school? 18, 17, 18, young. Yeah. Yeah. What did you and, take uh, there? On you that? know, I have a trade, so I'm I'm pulling a salary and I'm living at home and yeah. You know, you can party pretty well and do what you want to do. And I think at the time I was driving a Mustang and doing my thing. And <laughs> you know, my parents were like, you're going to post-secondary education. <laughs> I don't think I am. And they said, oh, yes, pick something. We don't care what you pay. Even if you go for the experience, you're yeah. going. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Um, you know, my brother, again, with his studies, he was well into school. Okay. And my father uh, is a retired police chief and my mom a community builder so what I knew was that so I walked into Algonquin and said okay I guess it's going to be legal because you know I've grown up with that every day that I've been on the earth so I I could align with it and I understood it and then as I continued to do that I was still doing hair and aesthetics part-time and I was still forwarding with wellness courses part-time whether that have been feng shui or bazi or you know, any of the ancient crafts, they just fascinated me. I just had a great interest in them. So kept up that and did my, what I now have is my accreditation and some of those. So um, let's just dive into that for, for a second, Rhonda. How, wh- where did that start? Wh- where did your interest in some of, um, some of those, those disciplines come from? I think just people, you know, you, as a kid in school, the kids that you were in school with had different yeah. cultures or different heritages or different things. And it just always fascinated me okay. that there were different ways or other, forget thought patterns, other cultures, other ways of being, Yeah, you know, that even at seven, eight, nine, grade four, grade five, grade six, you're like, that's just cool that that can happen. Right. Okay. And as you get older, you start to question the philosophy yeah. behind those things and start to look into those things. Oh, that is interesting. So, so you're, but it was all on your own. Obviously you, you, you learned on your own or did you, did you go on to take actual courses or. I don't really know that I understand the question. People taught me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no. What I meant was to, like, did you, did you start with just sort of that self-understanding of your looking into it yourself and then take that sort of next step or yeah well before you know the world of kind of indigo and chapters and all those great places where we just grab a coffee and wander around a bookstore there were these things called libraries (laughs) and if you wanted to find out something or were curious about something you go to the library and you read on it you know we didn't have the internet or those types of things right you have a phone you could just look it up on yeah Um, you would get snippets of things where now, I mean, with, with search engines, you can look it up on whether it's true, yeah. whether it's not, you can take courses, you can do things online. It's become a whole different world. It, it, it's easier to get to. These aren't necessarily easy crafts to learn. I mean, it takes years, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's not like yeah. you look up your local university and go, oh, feng shui, excellent. <laughs> you have to... No, fair enough. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of what I was asking because I know back then, like it's a really good point. Back, then, I mean, you're probably looking on microfiche at some points too at the at mm-hmm. the library. I mean, I'm sure yeah, exactly a, right. <laughs> I'm sure there's a vast portion of the audience that has no idea what I'm talking about, but um, yeah. So, but 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 having said that, you really had to have a keen interest to go in because it's not like you can take five seconds to just type it into Google and there's your answer. That's it. 
you know, and, and start feeding yourself. So, so where does Rhonda go? Uh, so post Algonquin, did you start teaching, uh, right away or? No, I didn't. Um, so when I was at Algonquin and I took the legal course yeah. at that time, you had to do so many placement hours or business hours or I had to go actually into a law office and do legal things. Okay. Um, because again, my father being a police officer or police chief or whatever we're calling him. Yeah. Uh, I wanted criminal law. Right. Okay. And that wasn't, you know, my teacher really had to go to bat for me to find a placement in criminal law. And I ended up at the crown attorney's office doing my thing. And when I graduated, I got a contract there for a number of years as a criminal prosecution for the first six years, seven years of my career. Okay. And, what was you know, that like? that time, still cutting hair part-time, still doing okay. courses and wellness, right? But that, it paid the rent, certainly. And yeah. to learn to be an administrator and to learn about how paperwork works and to learn about you know, I won't say that I'm number savvy, but I will say that having an understanding of the law makes you a little more financially confident. Why okay. things matter, why compliance matters, those types of things, regardless where you end up in the administration, right? Whether you're doing mm-hmm. law or contract law or real estate law, whatever, the, those pieces of paper matter somewhere at the end of the day. Okay. Did you, did you ever have to go to court or? Like, First, like, was I charged? <laughs> no, no, I don't mean that no. at all. No, no, no. Did you have any duties at, at in oh, court? Yeah, or... I, I was in court every day for sure. Oh wow! Okay, okay. So like, you're like you're you right into this. In order, you go to court, and there's somebody in the prisoner's docket. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Court. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. What, what what was that like? I mean, that's. Well, I'll tell you. You know, we talk about. Because you were young People, at the time too. It's yeah, I was early twenties. Yeah, and again, you think you're going to change the world, and you know, <laughs> you're gonna, all the things that you think when you're twenty, right? Um, but one of my greatest lessons, and one of my earliest lessons, and this again comes back to the alignment between administrative alignment and wellness and the crafts and how I do what I do. Yeah, the court was on a break for something and there was a gentleman in the prisoner's pocket and he had tattoos all over him like full sleeves and okay i graduated in 89 yeah 89 yeah so tattoos weren't as prevalent as they are today right yeah so the court's on a break and i'm sitting there at the at the prosecution table and like the gentleman was very calm so i just kind of you know you 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 give that little nod i'm like hey what's with the sleeves yeah and he says uh you know, I, I bet that you grew up in a you know, typical family household, you know, had your own room. And I said, yeah. And he says, I bet you had, you know, your mentors on the wall or your rock bands on the wall. I said, I did. I had a life-size poster of Michael Jackson at the end of my bed. And the first night that I woke up, it scared the crap out of me because I forgot that I had hung it there. <laughs> Was it and the one said, in the yeah. white suit? Yeah. So, so, and he said to me, he says, that wasn't my experience growing up. And I was often pulled out of my family home. So these tattoos are the artwork on my walls that come with me. Wow. And kind of in that moment, I just had that shift of, you mean, everybody didn't have like, it's not, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's that reality. I had to take some time to process, process that and you know, okay, what am I looking at here, right? What did I miss? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So that was a very early <laughs> lesson for me about people and community and okay. 
justness and those things, right? So interesting, you know, who, you don't always get the lesson from who you think you're going to get it from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, well hey. said, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well said. So so you, you six years you're at the Crown Prosecutor's Office, you're still delving into the Feng Shui and et cetera. What, where does Rhonda go after that? Um, yeah, I, I, I just continued in law. I did some okay. property, you know, land development, did some construction law. I did some time doing pension appeals for the feds, you know, I just you know, basically different areas of law, right. Community impact in, in law. Yeah. Yeah. And then you take a, I, I, without kind of jumping the gun here, but at some point, like, were there pinpoint events in your past that led you to seek more from those Eastern disciplines, let's say, and, and delve into the more, rely on the more, where they sort of became more of your part of your... Well, I won't say that I was conscious of it at the time. However, the day that my website for the company was built and I read what was on the pages, it was an excellent reflection of how I do what I do, no matter how I do it. So one of the services is called administrative alignment, which is actually my law background, right? Um, and I have today, if I have to articulate it, law is a community service. So what are we aligning with? Who are we significant to? Why are we doing this? And if your paperwork, if what you're doing in law, your paperwork is your reflection of that, what are we reflecting here? What are we building here, right? And that's kind of how I do what I do. You can call it whatever you, whatever buzzword you want to call it, right? Um, but that, that became very true to me, very authentic to me, very real to me. So whether I'm aligning with the Eastern crafts, whether it's Feng Shui and how we keep the files or where we keep the files or how they connect with the positive and protect us from other things, um, whether it comes down to the human condition and why we're doing what we're doing, there's a common thread through all of those things that, that resonates with me and you know why I get up every day and why it's purposeful and why it matters. Yeah, so Rhonda, can you tell us, uh, how, how does the trip to Costa Rica come about? Um, so surfing was a bucket list thing. I really wanted to learn to surf and Costa Rica has some of the best surf conditions in the world. Okay. So I went to surf and I did. And in the, during that time, again, curiosities, I'm halfway around the world. I looked up uh, a Mayan reader who was a couple of hours away from our resort and ended up spending half a day there. And it I just came home and said, okay, we're starting the company quit my job and got on with it and started the company. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That fast. Yeah. It, it maybe took, I don't know, a, a month or two after I got home, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is excellent. That's a that deep is... breath and jump kind of moment, but yes. Wow. And what, well, like what, what's the, what was, was there anything driving that? Was there something behind it? Because I find there's a lot of people today you know, with everything we've gone through in the pandemic that are maybe thinking about, should I, should I, you know, should I start a business and you know, on my own? Should I, should I, I've lost my job or I've got to find something. What was, what was that like for you? Maybe take us through that, that jumping off point. What was it like to move from being an employee to being a company? Owner? Yeah. 
yeah, I guess, but I guess what was like, what, what did you go through? Because it's obviously, it's not easy, right? You're, you're leaving something uh, that, you know, for something that, that, that you don't know when, when you're going into business, was there something that was sort of pushing you or, or gnawing at you to say, Hey, look, I think now's the time to make the jump. And here's why, you know what I mean? Business coach I've known since I was 11 years old. Okay. And I also have what I call my personal board of directors, which are people who are in my life, who I respect. Um, and I will listen to their opinions. And generally, they will kick my keister at any given time when it needs kicking. <laughs> and then, you know, people come and go on the board. But, yeah. But yeah. generally, um, they're a good group of people. So, so the gentleman who is my business coach um, has always said to me, Rhonda, at some point, you're going to run a company. At some point, you're going to do this. And he has a number of companies. Okay. Um, and he said, like, now's the time. We're going to do this. We're going to build your website. So we went down to the Oak for a couple of beers. We sat on the patio. And I still have the cocktail napkin where we mapped out what would be the website. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. You should frame uh, it. Did you frame it? You no, know, it's, it's sitting in a drawer. I have, I oh, have, you got to get that. The framed. first day I started my company, every note I have made, um, because it, again, it's ancient arts, right? Oh, that is so excellent. There's an, art, there's an artsy thing to this. So I, I do have it. And he started with the, okay, what do you, so it's going to be, we are an Ottawa based company that, what do you do? We yeah. provide, what do you do? And he kept coaching me through what those words were, right? As we built the site. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it really, he was, and he's still, we work together today. Right. And uh, he's, he, I, I you know I have nothing to compare it to. The oddest thing from being an employee to being a business owner is when yeah. you're an employee, you can look at the org chart and say, oh, I think I would like to strive for that job, right? But you're building somebody else's vision, right? Yeah, yeah. And when you're running a company, you have no idea where you are in the process. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, like it feels right and this seems okay. And you look at other precedent and you think, okay, that, that seems like it's working right. And, and there's some days where you are the entire org chart. <laughs> right, but what, you know, I think, the best description I've had so far and where I really understood what was going on was I had a conversation with somebody that says, okay, you're not getting this company thing. You're not understanding what you're doing here. So he was speaking my language, basically the, the energy language. He says, yeah. you are a living, breathing entity called Rhonda Moss. You file a tax return, you have a credit card, you know, you go yeah. about your day, right? You're so many years old, things happen and, you know, you're going to live in one house and you may shift and do something else, right? You, you yeah. evolve with the times. Your company is a living, breathing energy called the Energy Institute. It files a tax return. It has a credit card. It's going to evolve. So basically, as you feed your child, which I think at the time was 18 months old, what yeah. does the 18 month old energy institute need to survive mm -hmm. right so when i understood that i was feeding an entity that is growing it's got a tax return it's doing its own thing and if you if you don't feed your child what happens if you don't educate your child if you don't evolve if mm -hmm. you don't do it with mm -hmm. yourself what happens mm -hmm. right so then then i understood what I was doing. Then I understood the vision that was looking back at me in the screen from everything that had been rolling around in my head yeah. was helpful to people. Okay. That entity, that company 
needs to be nurtured, needs to be fed. That is the, the business portion of it. That is what you're running. Until I, I had that conversation, I thought, well, like if I'm paying for something and I'm Rhonda Moffat and it's my company, what does it matter? Like my accountant would be having these conversations with me and I'd be like, what? The difference? Like, there's a difference. Now I understand one is one entity. I am me. Yeah. I may it may it may be my company. Yes, I own it. The bottom line, my name is on it. I'm responsible, but I run it as its own entity. And I think that's a huge difference that a lot of companies understand. Yeah, that's interesting. That's well said. That's well said. What what year did you start uh, the Energy Institute, Rhonda? I started in 2015, though, in okay. fairness, in 2014, uh, my business coach says, uh, you should write a book. I said, what do you mean I should write a book? He's like, write a book. I'm like, write a book, like sit and write a book. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, spoke with a few people about a few different ideas about the book. And then I had the manuscript together. And sure enough, he says, well, I know a publisher. And I uh, worked with the publisher and they agreed to publish me. And I am now actually doing a card deck to go with the book. I bought an online learning platform. I'm starting a school during the pandemic. I wrote 22 online courses. It's Jeez, excellent. Populated. That's great. Good for you. So, lots to do. And, it'll, you know, again, it will grow into whatever personality is going to grow into. Yeah. So, well, I'm doing my part. <laughs> what, what, what was the book like? Like, what was that like to write it? That, that certain certainly takes dedication it doesn't it's it's so every here's my belief what do you mean it doesn't <laughs> i believe paul you and i are having this conversation about writing a book you yeah. have on your desk in your house yeah. rolling around in your brain sticky notes yeah. on everything you thought oh someday i'm gonna use that oh i'm gonna use yeah that. totally right? yeah that's me yeah so every person has that all the okay. book is is you take that in one piece right put it yeah. on your desk and you start to out chapters this chapter is going to be about this this chapter it's organized thoughts over whatever you've had for the past 30 years oh interesting same with the company anything that i've studied with regards to wellness and eastern disciplines i still have all of the learning material i keep them in plastic clear bins okay so i live in a condo so what i did was i took each of the plastic clear bins and put them around the outside of my dining room and then i had a dinner party and i said what do you see and they're like this is a company this is this this is that so I have my cocktail napkin from what it's going to be. And then I had all the notes, whether it was male or female, I think it was interesting. You know, it, it was certainly something that I had to yeah. get both perspectives on what the company was going to be because the world is made up of both male and female, right? And then as I started to make notes on what people saw and how they aligned with it, that too structured the look of the company. But yeah, you've already okay. written your book. You just haven't put pen to paper to put it in a manuscript. It's somewhere <laughs> in sticky notes all over your office. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's very true. <laughs> very true. What was you writing it? What did I've I've read some um, writers and and authors that have said it's almost for them. It's almost like a stress reliever. Writing. Did you find that? Um. Like, was it freeing at all? Where you're not holding all that you're just letting it out on the paper and telling the story it wasn't that kind of thing like i okay. tend to walk the walk right i don't just talk eastern disciplines and you know, if you come to my house uh, there's feng shui cures in my house i mean I, I believe in what i do right right so it was more 
the organization of everything that had been rolling around in my head for years or the sticky notes or the teachings that I had kept for like, like, oh, that's a really great line or that's a really good quote. And in the book, I use some of the quotes because they're good quotes, right? I don't create credit if it's not my work. I'll put the name on the quote. It's fine. But yeah, no, absolutely. It still makes yeah. a point, right? Yeah, no, exactly. And, and, and definitely, you know, they resonate, uh, you know, not every quote resonates the same with, with every person and has a different, takes on a different meaning. So the Energy Institute starts really in, in earnest 2014 or in 2015, you officially start it. Right. What is the Energy Institute for those in the audience that, that may not know? Well, um, the Energy Institute Inc. is a, an Ottawa-based federally incorporated consultancy. And we are dedicated to the preservation and practice of Eastern disciplines and ancient crafts. So we provide conscious environment consultations through the delivery of traditional Chinese Yan Feng Shui, Reiki, readings, and traditional energy work based on wellness principles. So it's kind of a unique blend of skills and tools and platforms based on various Eastern disciplines with the purpose of providing knowledge, personal awareness, and support through the applications and through one's own personal energy. Our intention is for the information to help you nourish your environment, your personal energy and your space and provide you with alignment, your goals to lead to positive harmonic life flow. Oh, that's interesting. That's very well said. Very well said. So, so in a, in a situation with, for example, um, I'll just take my business as an example, you would, do you visit, is that, is that a big thing is visiting the business itself? Absolutely. Your life will 100% reflect whatever you are doing. So if you've got flow and I come to your space, I will be able to see based on in ancient crafts, what that (laughs) flow is. But if you're jammed up some way, I'll tell you that too. So as an example, I may come to your house and you know, you're, you're the guy where all your kitchen cupboards are jammed full and their cupboard doors are open. You know, you're feeling very congested, but you know, you're, you're open to things because that is how you, your surroundings are. They live your life that way. Right. Okay. And that goes to everything from the color that you choose to wear in the morning will tell me what your energy is aligned. And again, based on various philosophies in the ancient craft. So when I say seeing energy, just, you know, I've been looking at different crafts over, well, my, my age begins with a five. So for a long time, <laughs> and uh, we just get better at understanding those synchronicities and how they apply to the different crafts, right? Oh, that's so if you're saying to me, Rhonda, you know, I've got this issue with my relationship and I come into your bedroom and it's, you know, it's a small bed and you only have one side table and your closet is full and there's no room for anything else. It's yeah. not set up for two people. So Feng Shui would say, well, at least have a double bed and have two side tables and two lamps and make room in your, in your cupboard, in your space for another person to arrive, right? Okay. Those types of things. So oh, I see. your energy will reflect that way. So, uh, so, so is it like, I'm uh, curious here, are you like, because of knowing what you know, when you meet someone like, do you, can you start like sizing them up? Okay. He wears black. Okay. He's got, the, like, no, I asked that. I asked that in all sincerity. Like, okay. He's messy. He's not, it's not, he's not organized. He wears black all that. day. If that is what you choose. Then great. No, no, but what? Happy, then change it. But it's so without, so if you change, you know, if you're looking after your personhood, if you're getting medical attention or you're, 
journaling, whatever those things on the inside you're getting out, yeah. or if you clean up something on the outside. So if let's say your basement is really congested and you haven't cleaned it out in 10 years and you feel that your life is kind of stagnant. Yes. And then you clear out your basement and you're clearing out your foundation, your life will respond to that clearing out. That's so really, that is incredible. That, that is incredible. Know, loosely speaking, that's how yeah. it works. Wow. Very interesting. It's fun. When, you, when people start to see the results and see the synchronicities, it, yeah, that, that just makes me smile from the inside out. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, I was going to say that must give you a lot of joy when sort of the light it, bulb goes on for the client. It does. Right? So whatever yeah. your choice is, and that's that's why I say like a conscious environment consultation. If you're single and you're happy being single, then leave your bedroom the way it is, right? If you're single and you want to meet somebody, then <laughs> you know change your <laughs> change where you're the space you're living in to align with that, and other things will show up. Okay. Okay. Now I'm very happily married, so I shouldn't suggest to my wife we get a single bed. Is that that's well you could if you wanted something <laughs> else to happen. I mean I'm not but again, the choice is yours. <laughs> what what advice, Rhonda, would you give uh to others that are starting uh starting a business today? I would have the living, breathing entity conversation with them. Right? Yeah, that, that yeah, that's very good. Is a living breathing entity called whatever you call your business it's going to be an infancy it's going to have a childhood it's going to grow into things it's going to surprise you there are days it's going to be difficult um this is it's going to take a long time right it, what does it take 30 years to become an overnight sensation I mean, i'll let you know when i get there but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's not this overnight thing yes you see the you know the odd thing but if you've ever seen the movie i think it's jobs where Steve Jobs is building this widget in his parents' garage, right? Yeah. Well, the Energy Institute was built on a cocktail napkin in the Royal Oak, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is excellent. You start somewhere, again, it becomes an inception, it becomes an idea. And if thoughts become things, you just have to stick with the intention long enough. These people would say, oh, I'm going to start a company, I'm going to make a million dollars, it's going to be this great thing. You are feeding that entity as the person you are and it's a job it's work that, but the great part is you're building your own vision you're building something that aligns with you so the frustrations that you have of pointing to that thing on the org chart with the politics and the people and the doesn't really matter as much because if your vision is that you know that your crafts or your work or how you articulate those things can resonate with people and then you get that moment of joy where their life starts to shift and something great happens for them yeah Everything now you can hire a lawyer to do your your um, what's the word I want? Like all your government paperwork. You can hire an accountant to do those the things that need to be done, but the way yeah. that you do the crafts and how you do those things, the things that give you your juice and why you get up in the morning, um, that is why you start a company. Yeah. In my head, I suppose people do it for other reasons, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well said. What what would you say? You know, if you could if you could narrow it down to three things, what would you what three things would you say had the have had the biggest success on your business so far or biggest impact? That's a good question. I would say first and foremost, I have a genuine desire to educate and help others doing how I do what I do. The second thing that's been key is the ongoing thirst for knowledge in the ancient arts. I still take courses. I just finished one. I'm about to do another one in, in autumn um, because there's so much to know. 
right? If I'm studying 2000 years of Chinese or Japanese um, traditions, what does that look yeah. like, right? Okay. There's always something else to learn. And, you know, are you, are you the best at it? I don't know. There's a lot to learn. I know what I know. And that's going to resonate yeah. with you or it's not going to resonate with you, right? Yeah, yeah, and fair enough. And that's true yeah. of any profession. So I, I do what I do. And if I don't have the answer, I'll get you the answer. I can at least commit that to you. And I do what I do authentically and honestly. Um, and the other thing that I think, and this may be a bit cliche, but it was once said to me that, you know, you're on the right path when, whether you're, you know, you could be out doing your legal stuff for a living, but you're going to do these ancient crafts no matter what, right? It's authentically how you do everything you do, that whether you get up in the morning and you're working criminal law, whether you get up in the morning and, you know, you work doing whatever your work is that day, this is part mm -hmm. of you. That is exactly it. It, it is authentically how I, I do my day and how I think about things and how I apply things. And I've made it this far, so there has to be some, some correctness about it, right? Mm -hmm. No, fair and enough. That, yeah, that's also an impact as well. What does what does a typical day look like for for Rhonda? Um, like when I get up, or like what? Yeah, like what does what does a typical day look like? Because I th I, th I think there's a large perception, um, and I don't think it's a healthy one from social media of people posting all of their business successes on social media, but no one sees, you know, the blood, sweat, and tears that went, that, that transpired five to 10 to five hours right. to five weeks to five years before that, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm a morning person. So generally my day starts about five or five thirty in the morning. Okay. I'm awake. I do kind of a, I don't like the term medic meditation, but I definitely kind of lay in bed and okay. take stock of the day. And you know, what is it I'm going to achieve today? What do these things look like? What matters to me? What's the priority? Yeah. So I get that alignment. And then I open up the house with all of the rituals, right? So I close the curtains at the end of every day. I open the curtains every morning. So there's like a, a rhythm, to oh, that, interesting. which is part of the, the oh, craft. interesting. Um, breakfast. Okay. I'm a huge breakfast person. I'll eat breakfast every day. I could take or leave dinner, but I am a breakfast girl. Um, okay. And then I have a rather large dog. I have a Rottweiler. So I'll have I'll oh, wow. coffee on. I'll start to make breakfast. Then I do my posts. I post all my social tools Monday to Friday every day. I research my yeah. posts on the weekend. I have them yeah. ready to go. So every day I have a theme for the energy of that week. I do all my research for what's coming up in time. Just Excellent. Let people know finger on the pulse for what's going on this week. So if the week tells you to go home and stay there, put things off, I'll tell you to go home and stay there and put things <laughs> off for a week. But yeah, well said. To go and it's light, and you know, I'll, I'll let you know that too to kind of be in alignment with those things. Yeah. Um, from there, the dog is usually demanding a walk. Okay. So we do that. I That's come a home big and, dog. Yeah, she's my second Roddy. Yeah, and when you have a second, that that is that big, you it's a wow. lifestyle. <laughs> wow wow that's a big like i got a i got a boston terrier and it's like well he thinks he's a rottweiler it's crazy yeah the rottweiler thinks she's a boston terrier she's a lap dog <laughs> i'm gonna come really to oh no you're not <laughs> really yeah wow my male wasn't my male was 145 pounds when he was still with us he was a big dog and my female she's 125 so she's a bit smaller okay but it's okay. three dog walks a day <laughs> whether you do it or somebody else three um, yeah for how you know, long each time? Like, listen, when you have a Rottweiler, you don't come home and go, oh, 
you chewed a shoe. It's like, oh, you ate a stare. You know, so a ton of Like how long are each of the walks? Uh, the morning walk is about 40 minutes. Wow. And then, and then uh, well, I'm up again. I'm up early, right? So you're yeah. talking daybreak, seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, then we get back from the walk and I do email. So I respond to email, put out, so I do a preparation the night before. So I do the email from the preparation the night before. I respond to anything sitting in my inbox. I start the phone calls and I yep. keep a running list of everything that needs to get done personally, okay. whatever that. So once I've got everything out and everything answered, the gym, I do a three mile run every day and I do weights once a week in the gym. Wow. Um, good for you. Yeah, thanks. Home shower. You're doing so hang on. You're doing a three mile run and the three walks a day with the dog. Uh, yeah, sometimes I have somebody do the noon walk if I'm out teaching because I teach at Algonquin and I'm on the board okay. and looking after clients and doing products. That's a lot of walking. Right. And, but it's also part of that grounding and connective thing, right? When you're out with the dog, it's not like there's an interruption with that, right? It's a true moment. Yeah. So then it's, I teach clients, research, all that yep. good stuff. Yeah. Um, phone calls, contracts preparation for the next day, product development. As I say, I've written a number of courses. I'm populating an online learning tool. I currently yeah. have the card deck that aligns with my book in production right now. Um, I just looked at the proofs last night. I'm doing my second round of edits on the proof. It should be in production by Monday and I should be in my hand by about mid-May from the looks of things right now. I'm oh, looking excellent. to sign another card deck um, just with tarot so i want to do a learning deck because i have a course that what? has to do with that but there's copyright issues so i'm working with those what, what is it Rhonda? what is a card deck I, i'm not 100 percent certain like are you, you making your own cards set? is yeah yeah so like 52 pickup yeah yeah like a deck of, exactly so yeah. where you're the cards that you're thinking of have ace king queen whatever yes um the cards for the seeing energy deck will have so it's based on the principles of wellness so there's a card for each principles of wellness it's based on the levels of human consciousness so there's a, a card for each level of human consciousness there's a card for oh, each okay hope. so it, it's just another um offering and okay some people will do like a, a pick up a card so whatever like you have a fortune cookie and you read your thing for that day the card deck can work like that you can do it in a two card spread or however you want to work with it um, that is coming together. And then I also have a course written. So again, when I populate the online learning tool and I'll be able to offer it out there, it's coming, but these things are built. When I say product development, who's going to yeah. do it? What does that look like? How big is the card? Who's your graphics guy? What's going to go on it? Who's going to proof? Like it takes hours in your day to put these things together. So yeah. 30 years from now, when I'm the overnight sensation, how did you get here? Yeah. One card at a time. Wow. So yeah, so product development, um, dinner, and then in between all of that, um, you know, I have a significant other who has a horse farm. I have, my father is still with us and uh, there's yep. property there. So I do some caregiving with my dad, my brother, oh, my, excellent. my family, friends, all that good stuff. So it's, yeah. it's busy and I probably yeah. go to bed about 11, read or do like process 11 activity for. Wow. Good for yeah. you. 11. Yeah. Wow. That's a long day. It works for me. Um, yeah, five, I'm the gym is what saves me. I, I, five I to 11. When are you, team. when are you hitting the gym? Like midday? No, uh, probably about eight thirty or nine. So if I'm walking the dog by seven, I come home, I do all the emails, 
I start all the phone oh, calls. I, gotcha. I have the list together. Gym shower back, and I'm seated. I'm seated at gotcha. my desk by nine thirty, going around one more time. Right. I got you. Okay. Okay. So gym is always early morning. Always. I just get okay. a better workout in the morning. Okay. If I could work out at daybreak, if I could work out at six a.m., if I could make it work, I yeah. would. But I have a rather large dog that takes exception to that. <laughs> <laughs> Rhonda, did you have any mentors along the way that, that you looked up to that you'd recommend to others? Um, well, we've talked about it. So I have a business coach and that's been really helpful. Yeah. Of course, my personal board of directors are always good mentorship. Right? So you, I think that regardless who you are and how you do what you do or where you are in your career, you have to have people that you trust, even if it's something you don't want. Now, they can't come at you. I, I won't take abuse from any of them, but if they're telling me <laughs> something that I don't want to hear, I know I trust that they're telling me that because I have to yeah. hear it, whether I want to hear it or not, right? The delivery yeah, they've matters, got your, yeah, but, uh, they've got your best interest at heart. Yeah, exactly. And some yeah. days those aren't easy conversations. No, no, exactly. But uh, I trust them to have it with me. And sometimes they'll say, oh, we're going to come back to that conversation. I'm like, oh, no, we're not. <laughs> Well, and that's, and that's a good point too. So would you, would you recommend as well to have in that circle of that board of directors that, that you mentioned, have someone that's not afraid to say, Hey, look, Rhonda, like, I don't see it. You know, you're painting us a picture here. That's blue. I don't see it at all. You know what I mean? That doesn't like not a yes person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, As an example, you know, you and I were talking a little bit before this recording I have an ex-husband, we're still friends, and my ex-husband has a background in journalism, and he was the editor of my book. So if you want your book edited, call your ex-husband. You won't get a true version of this is crap or take this out or whatever. Well, that's well said. That's well said. And you just have to have that trust, right? You do what you do. There's nobody better than you, and you're going to do this, and you're going to give me the honest answer. And I know you're know, you going to get the honest answer. Yeah. There's something, yeah. and it's not always comfortable, and I don't always like it to be clear, yeah. but I do find it's necessary. Any books that you would uh, recommend to others? <laughs> okay, I'm sure you've got, plug, I'm sure, book. I'm, yeah, I'm sure you've got quite a few other than, <laughs> other oh. than Seeing Energy written by Rhonda Moff. <laughs> right, yeah, great book. So, <laughs> For leisure, I do a lot of law-related reading. So love Michael Connelly, love John Grisham. Um, oh, okay. You're talking like novels, like stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. 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 Um, you know, you have Brian a favorite lawyer? Just Mercy is, a, is an interesting legal read. Uh, okay. By way of the human condition and where we are as a society and those types of things. Oh, you know, very commercial, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. What type of books were you looking at by way of recommendation? I mean, Heal Your Body by Louise Hay is, okay. a, is a great book on, um, she talks about if all thoughts become things, right? So whatever you think has the potential to become like a manifest to something that yeah. you in your body, in the casing that you walk around in, manifest dis-ease, whatever dis-ease is in your body. So her book basically says, if you have it, an ailment of some sort, or headaches, acne, pick your thing, it will tell you the disruptive thought process or her version of what that thought process is and then give you the affirmation. The affirmation for me is a little bit woo-woo, like it's a little bit out there, 
but it's okay. very good as it aligns with the other crafts as I know them yeah. as a starting point or an inception point to say, okay, what in my world is reflecting this disease? I, I don't think it's a coincidence. Again, I'm not a doctor. Like yeah. here's my disclaimer, I am not a doctor, but I do <laughs> find it interesting that when you go to places like Cancer Centers of America or you know rehab facilities, they pluck you out of your environment and put you somewhere else for an extended period of time and your body heals and becomes something else. Oh, I see. And they send you yeah. back home and they go, oh, you relapsed, right? And I yeah. think that's all part of the craft, right? The how oh, your environment, your body becomes part of that environment, your thoughts become yeah. those things. And you have, you know, the body does the healing, whether yeah. it's a Western doctor giving you heart surgery or an Eastern doctor giving you acupuncture, yeah. the body does the healing after the doctor does the thing right right so right. there's something in that which i find fascinating somehow and louise hayes book heal your body okay is, is definitely something to have around the house even just for you know cocktail conversation and interest right wow you're yeah. friends <laughs> <laughs> any uh, any lawyers that you'd recommend i know my my wife being in a legal background she loves alan dershowitz and anything that he puts out um any lawyers i would recommend like yeah no like i mean a lot of them have written various books or autobiographies or... just mercy yeah okay right and he's a he's a u.s lawyer yeah and... brian stevenson yep okay and it's called just mercy yeah so the movie that just okay. came out just mercy is based on brian's book okay and if you read brian's story he is a lawyer and his first day, like he goes to work at articling or whatever he's doing uh, in the States to get his credentials. And the lawyer says, okay, I want you to go down to the prison and our client is on death row. And you're going to tell him that, that, you know, he's not going to be executed anytime soon because we're appealing this case or whatever it was. Right. But here yeah. he is fresh out of law school. Again, you're 20, you're going to change the world, right? That thing yeah. that you have after you graduate. <laughs> and he goes into this prison and meets with the inmate and the inmate is just you know has this emotional moment like wow because it's a real thing for this inmate that's been on death row for years okay. and it basically changed the trajectory of mr stevenson's career and his entire career he has dedicated to getting innocent people off of death row wow yeah. wow and just mercy is about you know how we should have mercy for people like you know the crazy justice system the how jails are full and they don't really rehabilitate anybody and what those things look like. And okay. you know, the, the system works if people stand up and tell the truth in the event that there, there is untruth, other things happen. And people that haven't committed these crimes, there's proof that they haven't committed the yeah. crimes, but there's been something unjust that's happened and has just led to terrible things. Right. So it, it's an interesting, interesting read, but Brian Stevenson's book worth the read. Huh. If that's your thing, Very if it's not your thing, don't, don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. Very interesting. How how does how do you stay balanced, Rhonda? What's what's your key to to success? I stay true to myself. Yeah. That's it. That's all. If I don't want it, I ain't gonna. <laughs> well, yeah. It, it, what, what, <laughs> that's that's well said. But like, what what can you expand on that? Um. Early in your career, or really yeah. anything, right? Early in a relationship, pick your thing. Yeah. You always put your best foot forward. And sometimes yeah. you're fighting who you are for the the good of whatever that is, right? Okay. And there's a certain 
injustice to those things because you're not really doing your best because you don't really want to do it. Your heart isn't into it. And they're not really getting the best possible thing that you could give because you're not doing what you want to do. Right. Yeah. So these days I tend to do what I do really well and not do what I don't do really well. And one of my favorite lines has become just because I can doesn't mean I want to. Right. Okay. I can do a number of things and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. I can put 37 bags of mulch on my father's property because it makes him happy, but I don't want to. <laughs> right. I don't right. say that with any, kind. you know, as a child, yeah. I hated to be dirty. I don't, I have this thing about being dirty. I don't like okay. it. Gardening okay. isn't for me. Other people okay. love it. I understand yeah. that. It's just not yeah. my world. Right? Yeah. It's just not for you. Yeah. So well, at least, at least you recognize that. Yeah. Right. So I, I try and stay true to myself because I find where people become the most imbalanced isn't when you know we're doing that thing that we do as people where you know you want your spouse to be happy and you want your kids to do well and you know you like to see your your pets happy and those types of things and you want you know you want to see your community do good things you're genuinely doing those things because it makes you feel good and it's part of who you are right yeah when you're doing things that is just you know taking a piece out of you you know one bite at a time and you're just not feeling it, those are the things yeah. that deplete you. You see people that are out there doing what they do and you know, they're a sister, they're a, a wife, they're a teacher, they're an on-air talent, they're going to work and they're dealing with 75, 100, 200, 300 people. They have an audience of thousands. And if you picture that taking a bite out of you, so thousands of things taking a bite out of you every day, if you don't have a, a way to stay whole, W-H-O-L-E, not whole and jump in, what is it you're yeah. gonna have give tomorrow if you can't replenish the whole so i think that if i can stay true to myself and remain whole regardless Mm. what i show up to do feng shui reiki eastern disciplines the ministry of alignment pick your thing you're getting all of what i can offer i have all of my attention on you and my focus on you because we're having this conversation and we're in the room together at whatever this vibrational level is um to the, the common good. I want to see yeah. well, as opposed to, you know, sign my thing, go and fight my speeding ticket in court. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. I can, I don't want to. Yeah. Is right? it, 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 it just using your example, that was a really good example with, you know, with the mulch or, or gardening in, in your case where you don't like it. So is it almost, if you're doing that, you, you being Rhonda, it's taking away all of your good energy because it's just tiring. Yeah. You can work all day. Like Paul, you own a company, you're a company owner. If you work all day in your company and you've served your clientele well, and you've had an impact and your, your intention is aligned with your actions, you feel good at the end of the day. Hey, what are we doing? Right. If you are not right, you're exhausted. I don't know whether to drink or have a nap. Like what what am I supposed to do? Yeah. No, that's, that's well said. No, yeah. that's how you can see and feel the energy in your own life. What does it yeah. feel like? I recently had an interesting conversation with my acupuncturist. Again, I'm not a doctor. Another disclaimer, I am not a doctor. <laughs> but the interesting conversation was that, um, you know, you say something's heartfelt or they're doing it with all their heart or whatever it is, right? And she told me this study or, there, or there's research out there on this that whatever it is that makes up the brain, that tissue or molecule or enter 
medical word here that I don't know, also is made up as part of your heart. So the heart can feel it. So when you do something and you get that unsettled or that dis-ease, your brain will react to what the heart tells it. So the brain actually has more power or the, the heart has more power and the brain will react, right? So if you're fighting yourself or you're fighting that thing, you know it. Yeah. And the interesting thing that started this study was, and I'm, I'm probably gonna botch the story, but you'll get the idea was a 90 year old woman that needed a heart transplant and she gets a heart transplant from a 13 year old who died tragically in a car crash. Okay. And the 90 year old woman comes out of the surgery and they say, how do you feel? And she says, I feel great. And they said, you know, okay, like, what do you think? And she goes, well, I'm really hungry. And they said, okay, we'll get you something to eat. Like what about, and whatever who, her food. And she wanted like Cheetos and, you know, Twinkies or whatever. And they're like, and she okay. had never had these foods before in their life. So they started to say like, whatever the heart is, has heart memory. And then the, the brain will respond to whatever that is. So I said, well, that's interesting. So yeah. you know, if you're some form of psychopath, then you go into a peaceful body and they, there's studies on that as well on how that, because the heart is such a thing, right? It resonates in what those things are. Again, all very out there, all very, are you kidding me? All interesting <laughs> to a, you know Eastern disciplined girl like me. Yeah, yeah. Interesting to, to think about, to look at some of the research but you know, yeah, huh. that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Uh, do you have a favorite food, any favorite food or restaurant or. Well, okay. So I'm a fan of food that grew that way generally. Right. So it works like this. Did an apple grow that way? Absolutely. Did a Twinkie grow that way? No, it didn't. Right. So if it grew that way, I'm a fan. Okay. But generally I like anything with a condiment. <laughs> Okay. So, you know, I like, there's a company called Brianne's and they have this jalapeno and cheddar dressing, which is, has a punch to it. That's really good. I like, you know, private stock company has a three peppercorn marinade, marinade that I have to special order. That's awesome oh, okay. on like everything. Oh, I see. But okay. generally I like authentic foods, authentic rest restaurants. So okay. going to a Japanese restaurant, I want Japanese food. I don't want the Canadian version of Japanese food. Okay. Um, there's a Mexican restaurant down in the Ottawa market. It's like down in the basement and there are these little picnic tables, best Mexican food I've ever seen or heard about wow. real bakeries where you can smell the bread. Yeah. Like, right. Like <laughs> real yeah. foods, real things. Absolutely. What about any movies or series? Uh, do, do you watch any of them or recommend any of them? Or I, if you have not seen the wire, which was written the by David wire. Simon. He did five seasons of it. It is some of the best television ever what? done. It was I have never heard of this. It is fantastic storytelling. Okay. It's written about inner city Baltimore. So the first season is about drugs and, and the murder rate. They have the highest murder rate in the country. They have something upwards of 300 murders a year in Baltimore. Okay. The first season is about the drug dealers. The second season is about the police force. The Third season, or second season, I think, is the shipyards. Third is the police force. Fourth is the school system. And fifth is media, right? On purpose, like structured yeah. five seasons on purpose. Brilliant wow. storytelling to the point where when The Wire was running, um, that there were blogs. And in the crime series, 
there were saying, no, this person's got to be killed. This person has to happen because the infrastructure of it was so good. So the intel that David Simon was getting was so good, so true to life that they were writing the show saying, where, where are you getting this from? Who's the leak? When they wow, went that's to crazy. the police force, the police force came and said, no, we must have a leak in the department. Like, no, we're just using these experts. In the building to yeah. When it went oh, to that's... City Hall, the same thing. It is brilliant, brilliant. Okay. Brilliant and where is it again, Rhonda? It's, it's a HBO? Wire. Okay, on HBO? Yeah, you can get it on Crave and stuff like that. It's, it's a little aged now. I think it's maybe okay. 10 years old, 9 or 10 years old. But okay. fantastic. tell you, it'll up your cool factor. It's some of the best television out there. Wow. Okay. The, I've never heard of this. The Wire. I'm going to put that down. The Wire. Um, Idris Elba, who's all the talk right now. It was one of his first series. He plays one of the... the oh, okay. Yeah, so, and just, I find that when you watch it, You'll watch the entire series the first time and there's so much going on and so many subplots that you have to watch the entire series a second time to really a second time. get it. Okay. But yeah. I'm telling you, great writing and great acting. Okay. Oh, excellent. Um, something that's running right now that I would recommend, there's it's running on Amazon Prime and it's a docu-series called Heal, which looks at Eastern disciplines, exactly what I'm doing, how the body okay. itself, the difference between Eastern and Western medicines on a number oh, of well. platforms, right? Okay. Um, that was interesting as well. Okay, heal. If you're into docu, prime. if you're not into docu, it'll you know. Yeah. Get yourself a glass of wine and have a nap. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> as for my recommendations, I would watch those two things on any given evening. <laughs> okay. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Favorite social media platform or channel? Oh, good lord! I don't have one. So. <laughs> I figured you were going to say that. <laughs> I, I don't. Have you watched Fake Famous? No, I haven't seen that yet. No, that is on the list. Yeah. You'll understand why I don't have a favorite tool. Like they're okay. all tools of some sort, right? Your social yes. media platform, your channel. Yes. So again, when my business coach was having the conversation with me, you know, you have to have a Facebook page and a Twitter and a blah, 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 blah whatever it is. I yeah. have five different accounts. And I said, why? And he says, well, in the 70s, you know, they used to have catalog shopping. You used to have the consumers distributing catalog and there was yep. this wish book and you could look at the offerings and the products through that thing. This will be your catalog of your work. So okay. 10 years from now, when people go to look at your product, your personality, your company, your thing, you will have told the story Monday to Friday for five years previous to that person coming to look at your work. So if the tool that I am choosing resonates with whatever I'm looking at, I mean, it has to resonate for me, the receiver. So whether I'm reading something or it's a video or it's music or whatever it okay. is, that okay. social platform is going to matter. It's how people learn. It's how people absorb. And it's what they're looking for. Yeah. yeah. So I don't really That's know if I have a favorite. I mean, if I'm, if it's a Saturday night and I'm really into you know, listening to the Eagles today, maybe it's, maybe it's a music platform. If it's, I, yeah, I do, do you recommend question. a music platform? Did no, not really. No, okay. Well, <laughs> but I do say to my students, and this is interesting, that they're all about video, YouTube, right? Yeah. And I say, okay, if you're scrolling through something and there's copy underneath the video, or there's a little arrow to tell you to play the video, do you read the copy first or do you just click the video and they'll go, oh no, I'm missing and I click the video? I'm like, I would like to know if I want to waste the next three minutes of my life on this video. I'm reading the copy first. Like, and I yeah. think that it may be an age thing. It may be a demographic thing. I'm not really sure. Um, 
But all that to say, people respond differently depending on what they're looking for, who they are, what they're doing. Yeah, very true. Yeah, very whatever true. The tool, the platform, whatever buzzword you're going to put in here that whatever, you know, oh, it's TikTok, yeah. ad pick, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. Does it have the information I want? We're good. We're going to go there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, very true. Very true. Are you, are you, so you brought up the Eagles. I got to throw this in there. Are you an Eagles fan? I am a huge Eagles fan. Have Okay. Have you ever seen, I saw it the other night. Uh, I forget what channel it was on. Uh, I believe the show was called, um, how it happened. I think it was in the headline, the channel. Um, anyway, they go through uh, in this particular episode, the whole history of, of the Eagles. I did not know Glenn Fry got so sick so fast. It was oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Don Henley. I actually have given him a new name of my boyfriend, Don Henley. All one word. He doesn't know uh, it, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I've yeah, seen and I did- him, I think, I still have the ticket subs and it's either 22 or 24 times. You've seen them 24 times. I think, yeah, 22 or 24. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. 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 I, I, what I didn't know either in the show um, was that when Travis Tritt came out with his version to take it easy, apparently Glenn Fry heard it and then Don Henley heard it and, and they got back together. It was that that was kind of the inspiration for them to get to get back together. Crazy, crazy. I didn't know that. Anyway, yeah, there. It's an interesting. You know, you talk about the living, breathing entity called the Eagles, right? Yeah. Could you imagine working with your coworkers for that long in a creative environment, living on the road, doing what you do? Yeah. And when I saw them, one of the most powerful concerts I've. I've saw with them was I flew to Los Angeles for 1999 New Year's Eve. So, you know, the world was going to end. Computers were going to blow up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Y2K. And I was like, hey, the Eagles, Jackson Brown, and Linda Ronstadt are playing Staples Center. I'm going. And people are like, you're going to be killed. And I'm like, well, as long as I'm killed on the way home, because this is going to be a good show, right? (laughs) And it was a great show. But what was of most interest to me was, you know, Packed House. It was great. And that the first note, like that first drum yeah an entire stadium of people stood on their feet to respond and i thought wow wow everybody has an ego story you know who are you kissing during Coto, california when you're in high school whatever everybody's got a story about (laughs) something that happened to some eagle soon somehow some way right yeah it was just an entire stadium that resonated on their feet to one note in one moment of history and i just thought Wow. How do you that's, ever be that significant? What like what yeah. are you wrong for? Yeah, that's, that's very right? powerful. Yeah. And that just I mean, that's just stuff that I think about in my spare time. Right? <laughs> wow. Wow. But Twenty-two those, times. Wow, that is that is that is incredible. That is incredible. Fan. I dare say I have a fondness now for Adam Levine, but not really. Me. Yeah, I like Adam Levine. Where like, like what is 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 that coming from? Are you saying that from an Eagles perspective or? No, I don't think it's the same thing at all. Oh, okay. No, I thought, no, I was just, okay. I, just like, I like the sound of, of his music. I think he's cool, you know? Okay. Interesting. The song Sugar has that, that, that Cadillac. He's definitely it. different. He's got a di- different sound for sure. Yeah, that's it. Very unique. Very unique. When people hear the name Rhonda Moffat, 
what do you hope they will see? That's a big question, Paul. Um, well, I hope that it will start to be synonymous with the Energy Institute, with the company. And I, I always think when my students, I mean, you get feedback from your students all the time. I get them at the end of each semester. When I do the work with the company, I get feedback as well. And I find it very high praise when people will feel that they know my stuff and they refer to me as an educator and a coach. I don't really like the term coach, but I get it. Um, I like that they say that I genuinely care that somebody else succeeds or that they achieve whatever their desired outcome is. Um, if I can continue to do that, then that just makes me smile from the inside out. That just makes me happy in all the right places. <laughs> that was very well said. Very, very well said, Rhonda. Yeah, very well said. Excellent. Excellent. Rhonda, I thank you. Uh, I've taken up more than enough of your time. You've been very generous here. And I, I thank you for sharing your story here uh, with the audience and uh, wish you best of luck here in, uh, in the remainder of 2021 to, uh, to you and your business. And, uh, and we'd love to love to follow up with you later on. if you've got some additional books or when you launch the courses as well, I think that would be uh that would be great. Thanks very much for, for joining us here on the show. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to the viewer, to your, your viewers, your audience, your listeners um, for your time and your energy. I appreciate all of you. Excellent. Excellent. For those of you in the audience looking for additional information from our guest today, Rhonda Moffitt and the Energy Institute, you can find uh, the Energy Institute on the web at www.theenergyinstitute.ca. That's www.theenergyinstitute.ca. You can also reach her by email, Rhonda at theenergyinstitute.ca. That's Rhonda at theenergyinstitute.ca. You can also reach Rhonda by phone at 613-222-4064. That's 613-222-4064. And you can find the Energy Institute on various social media platforms. They are on Facebook, Energy Institute. They are on Instagram, The Energy Institute, Inc. They're on Twitter, The Energy INST. LinkedIn, The Energy Institute, and Pinterest, The Energy Institute, Inc., and YouTube, The Energy Institute. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Ottawa Business Podcast. We truly hope you found something of value in the show that you can use in your business or personal life. Please remember to like and subscribe to the show. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite player. Thank you.